0: Well, we come to the end of our series together on God's big picture, and you can relax. I'm, we're not going to be here until twelve thirty. I love I love hearing those stories um, from the mission team. Because they illustrate what we were talking about last week. That the church is to practice the kingship of Jesus as it proclaims that Jesus is king. And and that's what they did. That's a a very concentrated, uh, short, intense uh, practicing of the kingdom and proclaiming of the kingdom. And then they left what they did for... Element Church to continue to practice the kingdom, um, practicing the kingdom so that when students come, they they say things like, "I feel safe here, I feel love here." What they what they're experiencing is the love of King Jesus through His people, and uh, Element Church continues to proclaim uh, the gospel of the kingdom so that people like Lucas's friend can can ultimately respond to it and become part of the kingdom herself. What a great, great picture of what God wants to do with his people in the meantime between his first appearance and his last appearance. um, Let's pray and think just for a few minutes about this last chapter of the drama. Father, thank you for this time that we've had together this morning. How sweet it is to gather with your people, um, to sing your praises, to read Scripture together. We've, We've sung Scripture, we've read Scripture, we've prayed Scripture, we've confessed with Scripture, we've been assured of your forgiveness with Scripture. It's just been all over us this morning. And uh, we thank you that you, by your spirit, are letting the word dwell richly among us as your people this morning. Would you, in this final few minutes we have together uh, in your word and around your table, uh, come and do what your spirit does. Speak to the hearts of your people. Um, stir our longing for the new heaven and the new earth. Stir our longing for that day when we will dwell with you face to face forever. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, as I prepare and, and look at Revelation 21 and 22 and the description of where we're headed, um, it's overwhelming. <laughs> I'm glad I don't have time to preach it because there's no way I can. Um, but I do want to I do want to do, do this. Um, I want to remind you, just with this slide that I showed you at the very beginning of this series, um, the overview of the story of Jesus, that the first page and the last page of the story looked like this in the first two chapters of the Bible we saw creation there's heaven and earth day and night the seventh day was holy God and people lived together and God made his people a kingdom of priests and we know the last two chapters of the story are about the new creation as we just read there's a new heaven and earth there's no darkness all is holy God and his people dwell together, and we are reigning with God as his kingdom of priests. But you remember, of course, that the third chapter of the Bible told us where uh, there was an enemy who came and led God's people into rebellion. Satan deceived, sin began its deforming effect, which brought us suffering and death. But in order for us to get from that mess to the goodness of new creation, uh, God had to do something. Uh, He has to, we didn't read Revelation 20 this morning, but in Revelation 20, the third to last chapter of the Bible, we find that Satan is finally doomed, sin is damned, and suffering and death are finally destroyed. (laughs) In the way, That we get to that final judgment taking place. And the new creation that God has promised us is through Jesus. Um, And so, that's just a reminder for us of the story. Um, So what do we do with that as God's people? As I thought about this this week, I, the thing that kept coming to my mind and heart about this was that uh, what we read in Revelation is not yet here. It's the kingdom in all of its perfection and final form. But remember, when Jesus came as king, the kingdom was present. The kingdom came. The kingdom is in us, because Christ is in us, so there's an already uh, element to the kingdom of God. We are already living in the kingdom, yet we are not yet living in its perfected form. And so what do we do in between uh, those times when King Jesus came the first time and when King Jesus comes again uh, to perfect all things? We long for the not yet, even as we live in the already. Listen to these words from, this is where I was led this week, to Romans chapter 8. Listen for just a minute and then I'll tell you what the already is and you'll hear the not yet as well says, the Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. We are already children of God. Now, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with Him in order that we may also be glorified with Him. So, we are already His children, already fellow heirs, and yet there's a glory that is not yet come. And Paul goes on to say, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. So we are sons of God. We are sons and daughters of God, but there's a, a, a revealing that has not yet happened. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly but because of him who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. There's again that hint of the hope that one day creation and God's children will be set free from their bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of glory that awaits us. He goes on, for we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves who who have the first fruits of the Spirit, we groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. So even though we are now children of God and we had the spirit of adoption in us that causes us to cry Abba Father like Jesus does we are already children of God we are already adopted but there is an adoption that has not yet occurred and so I want to encourage us as God's people at Mountain Fellowship to to groan for the glory of our future adoption even as we ground ourselves in the grace of the adoption that we already have in Christ. And, and here, here are some thoughts I was thinking this week about longing. What does it look like to long for the not yet? Because um, you'll remember that we were created for a relationship with God relationship with people and a relationship with all that God has made Um, and so as I thought this week about that I thought my longings and I know yours too are longings in those three areas I long for God I long for the not yet that's coming that revelation 21 and 22 highlight for us I long to see his beauty in fact forget it I'm going to pray and I'm going to pray to God these longings would you pray with me you can close your eyes or open them I don't I don't care father I long to see your beauty I long to see your glory like it's described in revelation I long to see man the the jewels the gold the brightness the The lack of sinful corruption of all that you have made, the renewed creation. I long to see you in your beauty, God. I long to see you in your glory. God, I long to see your justice finally done. Oh, God, there's so much broken in our world, so much hate, so much hurt. The enemy has a hold of so many hearts and he's destroying people. And I long for the day when you in your justice rise up and destroy him. And destroy all that he's done. God, we long for that. But God, even as I think about that, I understand the justice that I deserve. And so I long, and I already have your mercy in Jesus because of what he's done at the cross, but I long to tangibly be in the presence of your mercy. I long to stand before you and I know that you know me inside and out. You know all that is evil and wrong and twisted in me. And yet I long to stand before you in Christ clothed in his robes of righteousness and to have you say, come here, come here, boy, let me hold you. God, I long, I long for a tangible, a tangible taste of your mercy and grace. We long for that, God. And then God, when we think about our relationships with people, (laughs) to think, to think about what it would be like to relate to one another without our me-first hearts getting in the way. (laughs) I long for the day when I can have friendships, relationships, where my me-first heart doesn't get in the way and where they're me, first hearts. Don't get in the way, God. And you've removed that. And you make us know what you created us for, the true joy of community with one another. And God, every, every time uh, we hear about a marriage that struggles, we long for that day. Every time we hear about or experience hard things in our relationships with our children. We long for the day when there's no sin involved in relationships. God, loneliness. People who just, even in a crowd, are isolated and lonely. God, we long for the day when that's gone. <sighs> God, I long for the day when all people, people from every tribe and tongue and nation will live and love and serve together. And there's no hatred between cultures and ethnicities and there's no tension and selfishness between men and women. Well, there's nothing, God, except the pure human love and community that you've designed us for. God, we long for that day. God, we long for the day when you fully and finally in your creation make your blessings flow as far as the curse is found. When you take all the. If we think fall in East Tennessee is beautiful, oh God, we long for the day when we get to play and explore in this universe you've made. And we get to see it uncorrupted and flourishing as you dreamed it to be in the beginning. And it becomes the place the theater of your glory, the playground where we and you get to enjoy relationship with each other forever. God, we long for that day. But in the meantime, God, we live in the already, in the promise that because of Jesus, we are your sons and daughters. And we can experience a taste of that glory now by your grace. And so we ask as a church that you would make us love you and revel in your love for us. May our worship together, may our small groups together, may every class together, may every conversation to be together be a rejoicing in the love of the Father that you have for us because of Jesus. We pray that our relationships with one another in our marriages, in our friendships, in our parenting relationships, in our relationships with people at work, with our community uh, as a church body, God, that it would be a taste of the not yet that's already come. Let us practice the kingdom now by laboring, working hard to love each other, God, to listen to each other, to talk to each other, to not be afraid of each other, to to help each other say, there's nothing to be ashamed of. Be broken. Because I am too. If Jesus was broken for us, Let's, let's live together as God's people. And then God, use us And whatever gifts and resources you've given us to help renew your creation. To help join Jesus in his mission to make all things new. Do that, God, whatever that looks like. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen.